Hello, Marvelites! Welcome to This Week in Marvel, episode number 353. I'm Ryan, a.k.a. Agent M. And I am Jamie Frevely, a.k.a. Agent, finally on Instagram. You did it! I did it. Congratulations. I did it. Uh, so there's, we got so much on this episode. It's gonna be a hoot and a holler, but top news of the week is that this is the release week for Marvel Studios' Avengers Infinity War on digital HD... I'm so excited because I I was at an event uh, the night it came out, and I was like, well, I have the movie. It's late, but I want to see all the special features. Oh. And so I watched all of them. And, and there's so much like cool behind-the-scenes footage and in-production stuff that you just don't see in mm-hmm. the lead-up to the film. So seeing it when you get the home release is, is great. There's tons of special features, deleted scenes. There's some really great stuff. Uh, with Proxima Midnight in the deleted scenes, uh, which I dug. There was a gag reel, which was super fun. Uh, maybe my favorite thing was the director's roundtable, just having a bunch of the auteurs for mm. the MCU talking about the films and like geeking out to each other. Oh, I It was love terrific. That. If you guys haven't picked it up yet, please do. It's splendid. Uh, what else are we super hyped about this week? Oh, this week was the season finale of Marvel's Cloak and Dagger. And so if you want to watch the entire series, it's available on Hulu as well as the Freeform app. This week, we also saw the release of the special Marvel Powers United VR bundle of the Oculus Rift. And again, I talked about it last week. This game is super fun. I'm excited to hear more of y'all's thoughts about it. I want to throw the question of the week out there at the top of the show because next week we're hoping to talk about Fantastic Four a bunch. Yeah, we are. You know why? Fantastic Four, number one, releases next week. So super exciting. Yeah. Why don't we dig into some FF favorites and stuff like that? So the question of the week is, what are your favorite Fantastic Four memories slash issues slash moments? Get them to us. We want to talk about them. Use the hashtag This Week in Marvel. You can email us at twimpodcast at marvel.com. I mean, it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. Look at you. Look at me. Look what I did there. Yeah. Uh, And we do have a bunch of tweets and stuff this week. So thank you all for uh, sending those in. Also, this week is the release of Infinity Wars number one. And with that, we are bringing on editor Jordan D. White to talk a little bit about that. Plus, us geeking out about the original OG Infinity War story. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. So there's, just so you know, there's Thanos Quest, then Infinity Gauntlet, then Infinity War. We're not going to talk about Infinity Crusade, at least not yet. Yeah, exactly. There's Infinity Gauntlet, which leads into Infinity War with the trilogy ending with Infinity Crusade. Thanos Quest was actually a limited series that led directly into this gigantic Infinity Trilogy. So Infinity War kicks off with some of our classic heroes confronting their doppelgangers, which is a clever way to foreshadow the true identity of Magus who is, in a way, Adam Warlock's doppelganger. But he's actually the result of Adam Warlock expelling his good and evil so they wouldn't cloud his judgment so he could function with pure logic. But evil's gonna evil, and the Magus was born. It's a lot of abstract, philosophical, mind-bendy stuff, in addition to a bunch of superheroes trying to save the universe from increasingly power-hungry bad dudes, plus the Infinity Gems, and who doesn't like shiny things? So props to the creative team, writer Jim Starlin, art by Ron Lim with Al Milgram, colors by Max Skill and Ian Laughlin, who brought in one of my favorite-looking characters, the sentient, cosmic representation of all of reality, Eternity, who was co-created by the late Steve Ditko. 
Now, Ryan, I know you and Tucker covered the events of the Infinity Gauntlet in your Marvel's The Polis livestream, which was super fun. And now we're going to be talking about what happens right after those events in Infinity Wars, which is way more threatening right off the bat, because as opposed to the original Infinity War... This is plural, and more is most certainly worse, and we'll get into that with Jordan. But this is also not to be confused with the Infinity Warps, with a P, which combines our favorite characters like Iron Man and Thor as Iron Hammer. But before we get into the wars, let's flash back to 1992's Infinity War. Ryan, you've mentioned that you've devoured this series several times since you were a kid, so why don't you give us your hardcore look at it? So let's dive in. I'm going to give a little bit of a preamble of what happened before Infinity War. So giving some background about all of this. This is the second part of the original Infinity Trilogy. So Infinity Gauntlet happened. Spoilers for that story, if you have no idea, it ends with Thanos losing the gauntlet, Warlock in possession of ultimate power, and Thanos as a farmer. You know, your typical Thanos storyline. Correct. Yeah. Immediately after Infinity Gauntlet, though, Adam Warlock is, he's basically summoned to God Court. Uh, God the, Court. Yes. It, it, that's, that's all you can really <laughs> call it because yeah. it's all like astral deities. And uh, Adam Warlock is there. He's put on trial against Eternity, who I know you love their design. Steve Ditko, uh, yeah. you know, designed and created this wild cosmic character who is the embodiment of reality. And Eternity, he's all whiny and he's like, I should have the gems. I'm the most powerful. It's my reality. Uh, that's my Eternity. Uh, and then so who is actually the judge of this is the gentleman. I guess it's like sort of a genderless form. Anyway, called the Living Tribunal. Yeah. Who is more powerful than all, which is really weird that there's an entity that is more powerful than reality. I love yeah. trying to puzzle pieces together. It's so abstract and weird and beyond anything that I can personally wrap my head around, but that's why it's so fun to just see them kind of hanging out in a blank space as just people trying to talk something out. Yeah. In the pages of Warlock and the Infinity Watch, we get to see this trial go down. And Living Tribunal, he basically says, Adam Warlock, you will destroy the universe if you keep the gauntlet. You can't handle that level of power, so you must relinquish it. So, Adam Warlock creates the Infinity Watch, which is relevant to, of course, Infinity Wars, where we see a new Infinity Watch. But the Infinity Watch back then was Gamora, who had the Time Stone, Drax, who had the Power Stone, Pip, the Troll, mm -hmm. who had the Space Stone, Moondragon, who had the Mind Stone, Adam Warlock, who had the Soul Stone, and a mysterious person who we don't actually find out during the course of Infinity War who had the Reality Stone. And that's the first few issues of Warlock and the Infinity Watch. They also live on Monster Island with the Mole Man and a bunch of monsters, and it's great. It's it's very, like, sitcom-y at times. Yes. And it's it very, makes me very happy. Like Gilligan's Island-ish. <laughs> but uh, with, you know, people with the responsibility of the entire universe. <laughs> precisely. So this is, the, the crazy thing about all this is it's happening within a few short months. You have Thanos Quest and Infinity Gauntlet, then Warlock and the Infinity Watch, like, right after each other. These are all, like, bang, 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 91 into 92. So you got the end of the Infinity Gauntlet, start of Warlock and the Infinity Watch, and by issue seven or so, six or seven, we're right into uh, Infinity War. So the first issue of Infinity War picks up with Farmer Thanos farming and sciencing and getting back into the cosmic game. He literally has, like, his old outfit on a scarecrow. He looks at it and goes, hmm. 
gosh, I got to do that again. Which is great foreshadowing. Yeah. For it, something we'll talk about later. It really is. And so he switches <laughs> outfits. He's like, I'm going to get out there. And his robot friend's like, have fun. And Eternity is, at that point, catatonic. So something has made reality just lose control and <laughs> not have like any sense of being it's real weird it's crazy and then here we get to see the the first of the doppelgangers twisted shadow versions of numerous characters appear we see spider-man who many of you will know spider-man's doppelganger from maximum carnage that storyline and that video game he shows up here for the first time reed richards has a battle with his own shadow and then Wolverine, who's just like walking around in the woods in the snow, like going about his business. He's just yeah. like, I'm going to clear my mind by being a, a mountain man. And then <laughs> like his doppelganger shows up and it's great. Uh, the results of those encounters always stuck with me. And the 90s designs, the 90s designs of these characters are just the best. All teeth and spikes and extremes. And and the big bad here is revealed as the Magus, the evil version of Adam Warlock. Uh, but by the end of Infinity War number one, uh, we have Doom and Kang, and they're teaming up to get power that's wonderful. You have Thanos rolling up to the Infinity Watch for help. All of the heroes, they're just gathering together, and it's the makings of a really good time. You know, what I like about the villains teaming up is that, you know, they're all in it for themselves. It's kind of like a bad comedy improv team <laughs> where everyone's trying to get on some show. Everyone's trying to make their own career and they don't really care about helping their teammates. So they have to work together until they don't have to work together anymore. Each issue also has these amazing gatefold covers. And I know... Jamie, you were reading it in uh, a Marvel Unlimited, mm -hmm. and then you were looking through my collected edition. Yes. Uh, and so we reprint them so you see the covers across two pages, but it was actually three full pages were the covers. Wow. It was the front, the back, and then a f an interior flap. Oof. So you had these beautiful gatefold covers. Number one is this lovely art of all the heroes gathered. Number two, it's a big hero versus hero brawl. Each one is just so big and bombastic. Uh, then we got this, we're getting into things now. Number two is like lots of track being laid down. It's so important for this big event. They have so many things that they have to do just providing like vomiting out details and information yeah. and, and next steps. You could tell that the first issue was a lot of scene setting and a lot of something's up, something's different. That Like that first five minutes and they tell you to write in every screenplay. Like this is the point where things have to change. Something is weird right off the bat. And then, sit, then issue two really sets things in motion. And yeah, I definitely felt the ball starting to get rolling. Yeah, characters are going places, info is being laid out. We also get the origin and info on who and what the Magus is and how he came to be once again because he was gone. It's There's a lot here. Uh, issue three, though, we're getting into that, and that mirrors Infinity Gauntlet. With issue three of Infinity Gauntlet, the heroes gathering here, same thing. The heroes gathering, they're taking their force. They're going to go after Thanos, who they think in war is the big villain. But the Magus is the one playing them all and he blows up Galactus's ship. There's more doppelgangers at another group of heroes. It's tremendous. You need those big spreads because it's so many characters fighting each other, and then there are doubles of those characters. And oh, what a mess! What a big old cosmic mess. One of the warlock issues that we see uh, that connects to this, one of the tie-ins, has Thanos and Gamora fighting and then joking afterwards about yeah. how good Gamora <laughs> is. It's such an interesting dynamic based on like the way we think about. Gamora and Thanos now in the comics now with like multimedia uh here it's there's a it's almost sweet yeah it's and there's one panel where it's just 
Gamora and Thanos in like going through their fight, and it's just a great Gamora looking badass shot. This one, Gamora is just putting like a super like Vulcan pinch on a part of Thanos's neck. She goes right for a nerve, right? Yeah, and so. He, she's like, I got him. It's a nerve hold, and he's stuck there. He's stuck. And, is he dead? And then someone's like, Are you sure? And that is like a glint in Thanos's eyes. Like, Gotcha. Just he's, joking. He's like, Oh, my little girl. Yeah. And they're they're all like super sweet. Like, oh shucks. It's, it's great. Nothing like we know now. No. And I love it. Uh, when I was rereading the fourth issue of Infinity War, we get two back to back double page splashes of these big moments, these big battles. And it reminds me a little bit of the big splashes in Infinity Wars number one, where we have like the big park scene, Mike Diodato doing such tremendous work there. It's so good. Uh, But throughout the story, we have Doom and Kang teaming up. And that is one of my favorite parts of this is the two of them secretly conspiring against each other. They're like saying one thing and then thinking like, and then I'm going to stab him in the stupid face. It's super fun. Like this partnership is just so not going to last. One's going to order coffee. One's going to order tea. And they're just going to get into an argument and blow up the universe. Yes. Unfortunately, we don't get to see them go that far yet. We see issue four with the massive power that Magus has. It's five cosmic cubes, each from a different reality, which is funny because only two of them are actually cubes. They're like weird shapes. Yeah, they're totally not all cubes. They're just like hippie gems. Maybe hippies thought they were cubes. Yeah. Oh, whoa. We've seen cosmic cubes fairly recently, too, with Secret Empire, and that was definitely a cube. Yeah. Not very very cubish, even if it was fractured and they were putting it back together. Uh, but or it took it, the form of a human. Yeah, right. A little girl. Um, but it, it's about this time in Infinity War where we see the stones come back together for the gauntlet. And we see Magus's plans reveal, Captain America taking charge, the Earth in major crisis. It feels big, and a lot of it mirrors Infinity Gauntlet in, in such cool ways. Number five opens with Quasar getting ready to use the ultimate nullifier and Sleepwalker on Earth trying to figure out how to get help to literally everyone on Earth who's stuck in this trance. A couple things there. Sleepwalker is a big part of Infinity Wars that we'll see coming up. Ooh. Yeah, that's going to be neat. So it's cool to see Sleepwalker here in the original Infinity War and then also coming back to play in uh, wars in the next couple months. This, now we have some of my favorite moments. You have Doom and Kang and they spring into action. They throw everything into chaos because out of all of Magus's plans, he didn't think of these two dinks from Earth <laughs> who, like one time traveling fool and the other one who just rules over this small European country. He didn't put them into his plans and he's a fool for it. Oh, these little jerks. Yeah, he almost loses everything and Doom <laughs> is so doomy. He comes so close to winning. It's tremendous. But you have the two pages then with eternity and the embodiment of all reality. When he comes out of his trance, uh, he comes out of his coma. Ah, so good. And then finally, the sick, wonderful splash page of Magus being triumphant. Like the colors there, it pops. He's got the Infinity Gauntlet. It is all his plans are coming together. It's It's so so gigantic and scary. Poor Quasar. He loses oh. his hands in Infinity Gauntlet. There's this horrifying moment in the battle with Thanos yeah. where Thanos oh. takes his hands. And it's such a great panel because Quasar goes, not again. And it, like, oh, I rem- yeah, no. it destroyed me as a child. I was like, why? What happened? It's gruesome. Uh, and then here he gets tricked and he d- uses the ultimate nullifier, which a uh, little background on the, nu- the nullifier. This was the way to get Galactus to not eat Earth was the Fantastic Four went and grabbed the ultimate nullifier. This tiny little thing. It looks like, uh, you know, Men in Black. 
the little gun the, that Will Smith gets. Oh, the the noisy cricket. Yeah, the noisy cricket. <laughs> it it looks kind of like that size. He gets that, and that uh, Galactus is like, "Whoa, slow down! I gotta go. Yeah. Bye." Uh, but here, that can basically destroy reality if the person using it doesn't like have enough. Willpower. It's a very noisy cricket. Yes. And so, unfortunately, he blows himself up because he's Quasar and he's a dork. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> you know, what we've been thinking is Magus is like, I don't need the, the gauntlet. I've got my own power. Psych. He always wanted the Infinity Gauntlet. He just had a wild plan to make it all work. And it fully works. End of number five, Magus is triumphant. Doom fails. And you have this Thanos versus Shadow Thanos showdown, which is so fun. But... The thing that's crazy, and you were reading Infinity War, Jamie, mm-hmm. you get like the end of five where it's like the Thanoses are going to fight, mm-hmm. and then six opens up and real Thanos just barges in and is like, I did it. Yeah. You know, like I win. Uh, but from there, we get the last issue, and it's the big final battle of Warlock versus Magus, and the reveal of how Thanos and Warlock sabotage Magus from the get go. Warlock ends up in a coma. Eternity says the Infinity Gems will never work together again. Lol. And Mm. Thanos and Gamora have a touching moment. The third part of the trilogy is teased by the end. And that is Infinity War. I want to thank our advertiser, ZipRecruiter, for this episode. Uh, Unfortunately for the Magus, he did not have a service to help him hire underlings. He totally needed it. At one point, his fake Thanos was conspiring to kill him. You know what? If he had ZipRecruiter, he would not have run into any of those problems because hiring is challenging. There is one place where you can go where hiring is simple. It's fast and it's smart. A place where growing businesses or, you know, people like the Magus can connect to (laughs) qualified candidates. That place is ZipRecruiter.com slash week. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job or Magus's job. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. With results like that, it's no wonder that ZipRecruiter is the highest rated hiring site in America. And right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash week. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash W-E-E-K. ZipRecruiter.com slash week. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. I'm so excited to talk about Infinity Wars. And to do that, let's bring on Mr. Jordan D. White, editor of the comic book series, Infinity Wars. Jordan, thank you for coming. Now, just give us a little bit of info on what Infinity Wars is before we dive into looking at wars and war together and all the good stuff. Well, there's a new character called Requiem, who, if you've read the first issue, you know who Requiem is, but I don't want to say anything in case you haven't. It's me. It's it's you, yes. Great. As, as premiered in, in Moon Girl, then you carried over into Infinity Wars. Requiem is uh, setting their sights on the Infinity Stones and 
Are we talking about the big spoiler from Prime yet, or are we keeping that secret too? That's no, a great question. That, one, that one's a couple weeks old now. All right, then we're just going to say it. Requiem murdered Thanos. Yeah. Chopped his head right off. Yeah. Everybody was worried that Thanos was going to try to get these Infinity Stones now that they're back. Not a problem. Requiem solved that problem for the heroes. Bonus. But now Requiem is a much bigger problem. The people who possess the stones are very worried about Thanos, but all of a sudden Requiem shows up and things are going to get pretty bad. Yeah. So I was thinking about Infinity War and a fondness I have for it mm-hmm. and also some similarities. And I thought we could dig into that. Yes. Uh, Jordan, you had Magus in the lead up to all of the Infinity stuff very briefly. Very, right? very briefly. Uh, Magus possessed the Soul Stone for a hot second. Right. <laughs> Done. He's, he's out. Yes. Yeah. We, well, we, we thought that was a fun teaser he, we, because he was on the covers. Everybody was like, oh, this is going to be a big fight between Magus and, and Adam Warlock. And then all of a sudden... Uh, Ultron just came right up and killed him, too. There's a lot of villains killing other villains when you don't expect it in this series, isn't there? Better than heroes killing heroes. That's like true. That. That's very true. You know, will any other villains be joining, you know, the fray? We're seeing oh, a bunch sure. of groups, Certainly. especially in number one. I was so happy to see Spot and uh, Typhoid. Spot. Spot. Just he's wonderful. Ridiculous. Absolutely. So happy whenever well, and, he shows up. And I'm proud because I think before now, probably you'd say the, like, lamest character to have an Infinity Stone would have probably been Pip the Troll. Uh, <laughs> y'all need to, watch, to read Infinity War because he's terrific. He keeps the gem between his toes. Oh, yes, he does. Well, and that was a payoff of a joke that I remember where they were they wouldn't tell you where he kept it for a while. Yep. Um, but now, now we've given an Infinity Stone to Turk Barrett, who is a former stilt man and frequent uh, recipient of punches by Daredevil. Yes. Yeah, I just, I keep wanting to hear about this. I love that there's an entire gang of bad guys entrusted with one of these stones. Not entrusted. They, I guess they happened upon it. It ended up with them. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't he, a choice. It just he, ended up with them. He found it uh, during like a weird, uh, it was a fight between, what was it, like a, a Skrull ninjas and... and yes. <laughs> yeah, it was in one of the, the one-shots for and during Kuhn Countdown. And, yeah. and they were trying to get it to Doctor Strange, but Turk ended up with it anyway. And he was like, I can use this to get ahead in, in crime. Which is, <laughs> he's right. Yeah. Of course you can. I love that because yeah. it's so logical for him. But he has no idea. Like, he shouldn't have that. <laughs> no, like, he should not. He's too earthly. <laughs> he's a little too earthbound for it. Yes. Which is fun. But can you tease any other villains joining Infinity Wars? Um, they're definitely well. So I'm trying to think of who we've shown. Obviously, Kang is is also involved right now. Right now, I think in the form of Iron Lad. Mm-hmm. But of course, Kang is basically everyone, right? At yeah. some point in the yeah. in the timeline, we've teased uh, whether you consider this character a villain or not. That Emma Frost is going to get involved in this series. Cool. Very controversial whether we call her a villain, <laughs> but sometimes she's a little villain. As an X Men editor, I'm sure you don't get any <laughs> mail about that. No tweets. <laughs> None whatsoever. It's the first time I'm hearing about it was as it came out of my mouth. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. When the Infinity Warps section of this begins, things get real weird. <laughs> so I don't want to say too much about how weird, but they get pretty weird. I'm excited. We're going to get to warp soon. Mm-hmm. But Jordan, uh, I was thinking about this. Is it difficult balancing info for new readers uh, versus, you know, like you have numerous characters, tons of story paths, thinking about the new readers and also paying off many, many longtime readers. What's the difficulty in balancing all those things in a big event like this? Oh, it, I mean, it's it's super difficult. There There are so many characters and you have to figure out which ones do we need to know about? Which ones can you accept? You know, again, we're not going to give you the background of Spot. If you know the background <laughs> of Spot, 
good. It's a little bonus for you. But it's enough as a reader to go, all right, it's a bad guy. I get it. He's with the bad guys. He's bad. All right. I yeah. don't know why he's a guy with black polka dots, but sure. <laughs> he seems like a very logically named bad guy, and he is bad, and he is doing bad things. Yeah. That's all I needed to know. His powers do come up in issue two, and I did have to say to to. Jerry, I think we need to make it clear what his powers are doing here because I don't think we could count on everybody knowing Spot. It's, Sorry. It's, it's an unfair world where not everyone knows who Spot is. Uh, and I, I remember reading the meeting of all the heroes in Infinity War as a mm. kid and loving like the back and forth, the hints. They were just scheming mm. without actually scheming because most of them are heroes. Uh, it also reminds me a lot of Secret Invasion. Sure, sure. Were you here at Marvel during Secret Invasion? I was during that time when we couldn't trust each other at all. I know. Yeah. There were scroll masks everywhere. There were. It was, it was actually, I love that time period. It's so much fun. <laughs> There's probably a scroll or two left over still. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. But, you know, we are seeing so many superhero groups coming together. We saw it in Infinity War. We're seeing it in Infinity Wars. And yes, they're bickering, but who else is going to be joining this fray on, on the good side? There's going to be a few other X appearances in there. Uh, you know, is, is it shocking to say that a giant Marvel event will have the Avengers in it? Because it, it's pretty likely yeah. they're going to be there. In fact, I know for a fact they're in there. Uh, issue two, though, ends with this great sequence that you got the heroes fighting, button press to reveal the bomb, Pip and Moondragon, they roll up to the joint explosion. They're like, ooh, we got to go. And then last page has Magus being creepy and smug. But in Infinity Wars number one, I love that you have Bullseye and Turk who don't know anything about Thanos or cosmic stuff. And uh, in the original one, it's Speedball, who keeps popping up being like, wait, who? who? Yeah. What are you talking about? What's happening? The voice I love of the audience. those characters, yeah. Yeah, I, lo- I love the part when they're like, who's Thanos? And he goes, oh, he's some dead guy, I guess. Yeah. A giant dead guy. <laughs> this is a guy. great line. <laughs> I... I- Loved reading those guys because they are they just have no business being part of this. Mm-hmm. And yet they're they're so in it so very deep now. And uh, I can't think that anything good is going to happen to them. But no. then again, their their raw badness might help them survive. We'll see. There's also issues of Warlock and the Infinity Watch that delve deeper into very specific things that are happening during Infinity War, Mm -hmm. which I really, really love going back to this. Jordan, how do you handle the balance of what to put in uh, the main story, the main book, versus what you sort of give to the connected books, the tie-ins, and those those one-offs? That's a good question. I I mean, I would say that we we know, realistically, that there are going to be people who only want to read the main story. So we definitely make sure that that's where everything you need to know for this main story is there. And so that's a great, satisfying read. But we also know that comic book fans love to have that kind of interconnectivity, have all the extra information. We want to get things to happen in other things that that enrich it, that give you more and more. We gave the example earlier about Infinity Countdown, right? We had a bunch of one-shots that dealt with how did Turk get the stone? What does Captain Marvel do when she has the reality stone? What does Black Widow do when she has the, the, the space stone? Get some cool side stories that can flesh out the characters and flesh out what they're up to, but that the story's not literally lacking without them. It's just bigger and more fulfilling with it. So speaking of bigger, one Mm -hmm. of the things... Okay, so speaking of bigger, one of the things I loved about Infinity War is that there's always something bigger than the last thing you saw. Galactus is bigger than Thanos, you have Eternity, and then you have the Living Tribunal. It's, yeah. It's just like... 
stepping up of cosmic. It's just, it's crazy. Like, just when you bigger than eternity. I guess oh, so. we could. I could. There's a lot of discussion <laughs> just, about this topic. I, I mean, is there going to be anything like that in this round of? There, yeah, there, there is some stuff of uh, some, some things trying to top previous things. I, I, I think you'll enjoy what we have cooked up. Oh, awesome. So we, we do need to let you go, but I want to talk about the warps real quick. Absolutely. Okay. Cool. All right. So let's talk about the doppelgangers and Infinity Warps for a second yeah. because there's so much fun stuff. And I know our creators and our fans have like a blast with this type of stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I know I do. And I was looking at some of the names of the <laughs> doppelgangers in Infinity War. Oh, I didn't remember that they had names. Right. This is why I wanted to bring this I up. I didn't realize yeah. that either. <laughs> this is why I wanted to talk about this. So either of you, can you figure out who these shades are uh doppelgangers of okay the first okay. one hellspawn no idea no, no. who could... daredevil what oh! right <laughs> crazy thing uh matt murdoch takes a deceased hellspawn and uses it to fake his own death at one point anyway oh that was that was his doppelganger yes. i didn't remember that yes. that's who that was yeah, i do remember when he did that yeah. though. oh yeah. but his real name he is became... mike that's when he became Jack Batlin. <laughs> Jack Batlin. We could. That's another podcast. In another yeah, episode. that is. That okay, is. next Jack one. Batlin. This one. This one should be easy. Moonshade. Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Correct. Okay. Blackball. Speedball. Correct. All right. Very good. This one. Very similar. Enraged. Hulk. No, Rage. Rage. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. The two of them, Blackball and uh, Enraged, were in New Warriors. Makes sense. The next three are very much my own. Uh, bread and water, you're not gonna get this. There's no way you can get this. Okay, wait, wait. Oh man. Bread and water. So those are like the bare minimum to get you to get you through life. What could that be? Like the least sustenance you need, right? Oh man. Is that what it's based I'm, on? I'm. S I, this is so difficult. There's no way you would get it. Okay, it's a, it's they're they're the doppelgangers of the what the characters milk and cookies. Yes! No! Yes! What? I love you, Jordan B. <laughs> I, I was That joking. is my favorite. No, that is 100% true. <laughs> there are characters called Milk and Cookies. They were joke characters. They're, I love them. They're, they're wonderful. The, oh, what, they're amazing. I, since I got a spinner rack, I've been go. I've been pulling out all my what those and my what ifs, and I've mis realized I'm missing a couple of issues. So there's an Infinity War crossover of... What the Infinity Wart? Wart, yes, yeah, yeah. Where and it has Forbish Man. Forbish Man gets an Infinity, I and then uh, Wolverine has to slice it off him. Yes, very <laughs> true. But bread and water are the, the shades of milk and cookies. Wow. Yes. Whoa. There's one more pork grind. I mean, then Spider, Spider Man. Man. Yes. There we uh, go. Yes. Which is so good. <laughs> I love all this. Now, amazing. Uh, yes, I am so happy that you got that. Uh, can you tell us something about the Infinity Warps? Because I think we're going to be having people having these conversations of excitement and glee over these characters in 10, 20 years. I, I think so, too. They're really, really fun. People are coming up with some of the craziest uh, combinations of characters around. They're really awesome. So the biggest one, the big ones that we've we've announced are Soldier Supreme, which is Captain America and uh, Doctor Strange, Iron Hammer, which is Thor and Iron Man, Arachnite, which is Spider-Man Moon Knight. Uh, Weapon Hex, which is X-23 and uh, Scarlet Witch, and Ghost Panther, which is Ghost Rider, Black Panther. But there's a ton of crazy ones in there. Sometimes sometimes the name definitely comes first, and then you go, how do we make this work? Other times it's just really awesome combinations of characters where you're like, oh, yeah, that will make the best character. Um, 
they're really nutty. Uh, there's a couple of, you know what? I'm going to just tell you about one. <laughs> Here's it. one that no one knows about yet. Exclusive. The Hulk and Ant-Man become little monster. <laughs> and the matter he gets, the smaller he gets. Oh, no! <laughs> That's so cute. Who came up with that one? Um, that one was me. Nice. It's so so nice. he's going to show up in a couple of different books, and it's pretty, it's pretty terrific. Oh, That's man. the most productive way to be angry. <laughs> it's the least dangerous. Well, he still gets super strong. He just gets very, very small. So he, he like gets the actual strength of an ant. You've broken Jamie. You've destroyed her. Uh, I'm going to be thinking about this for weeks. <laughs> Jordan, that is a perfect way to end and let you get back to editing all your comics. Thank you for coming on and talking about My all pleasure. this wacky stuff. It's fun. Yeah, it's so much fun. Thank yeah. you for having me. Thanks. Is he going to have a squeaky voice? <laughs> little monster. Yeah, little monster smash. Thank you, Jordan, for coming here to hang out and talk about Infinity Wars with me and Ryan and for this fantastically great improvement on my future. You can read the entire Infinity War series, one through six, on Marvel Unlimited. And because we have digitized the comics that are in the back of this collection, you can read Marvel Comics Presents 108 through 111, which adds a whole bunch of content to the story and I think is really worth reading. And Warlock and the Infinity Watch 7 through 10, which is definitely, definitely super helpful if you want uh, a little bit more. All of it on Marvel Unlimited. It is now time for us to dig into some of them community tweets. We got a bunch this week. Uh, first one is from A. Charis Pollard, uh, our friend over, I believe she is in the UK. She says, and I don't know what three books you're talking about. She says, three <laughs> books of trauma. Oh, man. Family trauma, existential trauma, and then, you know, death. At least Ant-Man and the Wasp was utterly gorgeous as well. Always. Yeah. I mean, good comics, they, they, they take you on a ride. I love this next tweet from Lance Presley. He is like, just connected Rogue One with Rogue Squadron, and I am freaking out. And that's because we talked about that on Marvel's The Pull List, how Rogue One uh, and Rogue Squadron and that whole mythology of that group all ties together, which we saw this week in Star Wars. Make sure you guys are subscribing to the new feed for Marvel's The Pull List. Uh, just search Marvel's Pull List wherever you get your podcasts, uh, and you'll get those episodes. Because eventually, soonishly, we're not going to be posting those Marvel's The Pull List episodes on the This Week in Marvel feed. So don't miss out. Simon Williams says, Be honest, Agent M. Did you get a bunch of copies of Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur number 33 so you could wallpaper your house with the cover? Admit it. I don't have that many copies. I have so accent uh, wall. Editor uh, Chris Robinson dropped off four final print copies plus a make ready, which a make ready is sort of the way they check the colors and everything, Mm -hmm. and it's not stapled, and the pages are sort of bigger. I had one copy of my own. Somehow I got another copy. I don't know where that one came from, but I have to get. I gave one to my upstairs neighbor uh, who takes care of my cats. He was so delighted to give one to my mom. One to my in-laws, one to my uncle. Uh, so there's not a lot. Yeah. You know? But you can still hang one up. Yeah. Well, it's in my spinner rack right now. And when okay. my wife saw it, I had just surreptitiously put it in there. She was <laughs> delighted. Pretty great. Simon also says the fact that Agent M chose Mr. and Mrs. X number one, a book starring Gambit, as his pick of the week is a testament to how good of a writer Kelly Thompson is. You're coming around to Gambit. 
I'm just, I'm on board for anything Kelly writes. Uh, Literally, okay. she could write like a menu for a submarine shop or anything. And I would just be like, yep, that is probably my pick of the week. She's so good. Everything she does. A menu is... for a, a restaurant that serves garbage. Yeah. I'd read that too. You know what? There's probably a restaurant that serves garbage. And it's probably like gourmet. It's probably in Williamsburg. <sighs> One more from Simon. He says that reading X-23 number two and just delighted about Gabby saying she is just a ray of sunshine. She's the best part of the book so far. I don't know about the best part, but always up there for me because I think Mariko and Juan and the crew are doing such good work on that book. We got a couple more tweets in here from our Comic-Con Live episode. I'm glad you guys dug that one. Uh, Marker Sutton saying uh, to Donnie Cates that his description of Deadbolt was so damn funny, he nearly had to pull over whilst driving because he was laughing so hard. That's dangerous. Yeah, for realsies. <laughs> Please be careful, Marcus. Uh, Juan Chango Winces says, Agent M is seriously me fangirling over Donnie Cates. I think 90% of current Marvel readers can relate. He's killing it. Yeah. He's killing it. Donnie's great. And a lot of dogs, too. He's killing a lot of dogs. But he's he's oh. killing the writing. He is killing the writing. Let's be clear. Look, he's killing fictional comic book dogs. I'm not happy about it, but I appreciate what he's doing. Yeah. I like my heart to be wrenched when I read things. So mission accomplished. There. And uh, Raph AB calls out that Donnie says, Ryan Stegman is everyone's favorite nightmare. And saying that it should be in uh, Ryan's Twitter bio. Word. Agreed. Agree. And that about wraps it up for this week's episode. It does. Yeah. We'll be back with another episode next week. I'm Ryan. And I'm Jamie. This is Marvel. Your universe. Your universe.